Hello everyone, my name is Always Asmao. Welcome to another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat, a show where we talk career experiences, entrepreneurship, and investments. The main aim is to show that there's more than one way to be successful other than just climbing the corporate ladder. This is Rush Week, episode four of four. Last but not least, we've got an interesting guest for you. A reminder that the show will be available on YouTube and podcast by latest tomorrow morning. If you are watching live, please drop a one in the comments so that we know we, it's just not a, con, a two-way conversation and that you're also there. And drop a two in the comments if you're watching the recording. So my guest for today is Cyril Madiba, chartered accountant, Psycho Top 35 under 35 in 2020, founder, non-executive director, senior financial specialist at ABSA and board member at NISFAS. And there's probably a few more, but uh, there's just not enough time to list all his achievements. Otherwise, that will take the whole time. So <laughs> I'm not going to go through everything. He's making, uh, making the rest of us look bad. So thanks so much for joining me today. That's a very long list. <laughs> Thank you so much, Uwes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, Where uh... do you find the time? That's my, my question. Where do you find the time? Sometimes uh, I even look at that place and I'm like, sure, because that's really <laughs> everything I'm busy with. <laughs> you know, what? I think, I think, uh, firstly, firstly, thank you for having me uh, on on this platform. I've been following it and uh, really, really inspired by everyone that's come on here to share their story. Uh, I, I mean, um, it's it, it's all about uh, knowing why you're doing things. Uh, always, uh, you know, if if you if you know why you're doing it. You will you, you will have the determination, the commitment, the courage, uh, uh, and the motivation to actually find the time, right? You know the saying that uh, you know people people find time for the things that they that they are uh, interested in, and 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 for me, uh, if you look at the pattern in terms of everything that I'm doing, it's all about empowering and 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 basically uh, making a positive impact on society. So okay. so yeah, for me, that is the, that is the major driver in terms of everything that I'm doing, and for that. Uh, because it's a passion of mine, I do make the time. Going back to your episode one, where do you come from outside of work? Who is Tsuro Madiba? Yeah, yeah. So um, I was born in in, in Durban um, uh, at at uh, Addington at Addington Hospital, um, uh, and then I grew up in a number of areas actually in the KwaZulu Natal province. Uh, so I, I, I spent quite a fair amount of, of time in the commercial township. Um, and then I also grew up in two villages, uh, one in the north coast of KZN called uh, um, Esamungu in the Eshowa area. And then I also grew up in the south coast uh, in an area called Harding. Um, yeah, so I, in, in summary, those, those three areas is where I grew up. Um, uh, and then I, I came up to Joburg only uh when i i wanted to start my articles actually um which which was which was quite a change for me but yeah i grew up in kzn you basically covered the whole coast of of, of kzn <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i actually i actually know the n2 of kzn from the south coast all the way so you know. <laughs> <laughs> no that's brilliant now you just need to make it to cape town at some stage yes <laughs> so, so we, we mentioned that you've got a lot of roles how do you keep mm. them all in check do any mm -hmm. conflicts arise, and how do you stay genuine to your your main employer? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so, so the number one priority is my main employer, um, because that's 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 the people that I'm contracted to, you know, for my livelihood. Um, so, if anything conflicts with that, then that thing uh, s s uh, tends to uh, take second priority. Um, 
fortunately for me, how I've structured uh, my roles is such that uh, everything that I, that I need to do um, can happen after hours or over weekends. Uh, so what you find that like after hours, like now I'm doing this, uh, later on I'm doing something else, uh, and then uh, you know I, I, I sleep quite late, um, and then over weekends as well, uh, you know I might be doing something else. Uh, so yeah, that's basically how I structure uh, my day. So definitely my, my rolled apps are takes uh, priority over everything. Um, at times, even you find that uh, uh, I've got a lot going on, even in my apps are role, such that even after hours, I have to put in some work uh, for my apps are, for my apps are, uh, work that has happened this week, actually. Um, so everything takes 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 second best. And what's critical um, always in this whole thing is, is key time management skills, right? You need to have spot on time management skills uh you need to have spot on organizational skills you must know what's due when to who uh for me what what seems to work for me is is being able to schedule things in the calendar you know so i know okay on this date uh after hours i'm going to be doing um this and then i'm going to be doing that um and then what happens is then uh, i'm able to go uh, through my day like that in fact it also helps because you don't want to go through each day and then have to think each day okay so what am i doing today because then that's how you end up forgetting things and you let down, you know, some of your stakeholders. I'd rather live your life by your calendar than your in inbox. <laughs> you can <laughs> yeah. prioritize. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the Psycho Top 35 under 35 journey. If mm. for, for you that was in it and maybe for somebody who wants to consider applying for next year, what are mm. the benefits, what are the drawbacks mm. and what did you learn? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would say, I would say the first thing, you know, I, I, I thought about entering, you know, but then I was, um, I don't know what was holding me back, actually, to be honest. Uh, but then I chatted to my wife about it. And I was like, you know, Psych has got this competition, they run it every year. Uh, no, they're looking for, you know, chartered accountants who are not only uh, doing well in their professional setup, but also having a impact in, in the community, uh, a positive one for that matter. Um, and she was like, oh, that sounds like you, you know, because I'm, I'm doing a lot of these things, you know, important in professional and, 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 and personal capacity. Um, so that's how I got to enter into the competition. Um, entering itself was easy, you know, how, how, how you enter is pretty much easy. You go online, you fill in a, a form, you basically state why it is that you're entering and why you should be considered for as a finalist for top 35 and 35. Then you have to provide some supporting evidence on some things that you've done, right? Um, uh, otherwise, anyone can enter and, 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 and say they've done things, but in fact, they actually haven't. So I think it's part of the, the process and the checks that are in there. Um, then um, I think because of the year that was, 2020 with COVID-19, there was a bit of a, 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 a an extension to it. So it was initially end of May. That's when I entered. Then it was extended to end of July, I believe. So, so it was quite a wait, you know, for me to eventually find out whether I'd made it in or not. Um, but I, I can say the experience itself, you know, once once I was a finalist, it was like unforgettable, you know, from the way that, uh, you know, our contacts at Psyca treat us, you know, to engaging with the other finalists, you know, if you look at everyone's uh, profiles and, and and what they're out there doing, you know, I, I, also, I also got inspired, you know. In fact, uh, what I found is uh, there's, there's some room for partnership, uh, you know, with other with other finalists. Because um, because if, if you go together, you can go far. You know, you can have a wider impact. Uh, so the scope to do some work with other finalists. So the benefits are that really. You know, you meet with like-minded people. 
uh, you know, your network, um, your personal brand. You know, I can't say that's uh, enough. Like your personal brand, the fact that you you, you top 35, uh, it's it's immense. You know, some opportunities. I've had a number of opportunities that have come my way. You know, post that. You know, um, I, I I can't think of of of, of any drawbacks actually. Uh, always, yeah, in terms of in terms of, in terms of the process itself. Um, you know, uh, you, you also you also as part of the process then have what's called judging day, where you effectively uh, go and stand in front of the judges that are going to announce the the overall uh, winner and the category winners. Um, so so there's so there's the three categories, uh, which are basically in line with the um, the principles that Saika stands for. Uh, so develop, influence, lead, and then there's an overall winner. Uh, so the judges on the day, based on the presentations, um, then uh, decide who the overall winner is, and then there's an event where where those where those where those winners uh, get announced. Um, so so the whole uh, you know uh, uh, the whole the whole process I found quite 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 uh, enriching. Uh, and and if I can speak about the personal brand aspect again, the personal brand is not just about uh, advancing my brand, right? It's about advancing also the brands that I'm associated with. So now I'm finding that, uh, you know, all the work that, that I'm basically doing either through uh, the ProSwitch or or through Center Forza Foundation or, or, or Nasfus and my other uh, boards it has, has come to the fore as well. And you find that there's people who are either wanting to partner or either wanting to assist, you know, like in non in non-financial means, even through mentorship or, you know, um, so that's been good so to basically draw, draw draw a spotlight on on those type of activities that I'm busy with. So it's it's worth applying then for for anyone not out there speaking about it. Yeah, definitely. Always, I would say if you even have, uh, you know, if you know if if you think you are capable, and you think you should be considered as top thirty five uh, candidate, enter. You know, uh, you won't believe for twenty twenty there were close to a thousand entries. Uh, I think it's the most. Yeah, I, I think I think it's the most psychas had since inception of the competition, uh, and I foresee even a great number for 2021. Actually, as, as the as the competition gains more uh, attraction and publicity, and so on and so forth. Okay. A reminder to the audience that we'll be responding to questions towards the end. So, if you've got any questions for Cyril, please put it in the chat now so that we don't uh, miss it towards the end. So I see you've enrolled at the Harvard Business School online for a course on entrepreneurship in emerging economies. So, mm. so a few questions on that. Firstly, how's it going? And secondly, would you re recommend that type of course to others considering the, the wealth of information that's available freely on the internet? Yes, yeah. You know, um, uh, uh, the Harvard Business School course, um, I actually found it, you know, someone, someone shared with me a catalog of uh, courses um, that Harvard had released online uh, for free, you know, um, and 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 basically you could do these these courses through a provider called EDX. Uh, so they so they provide of online courses similar to to likes of Udemy, Coursera. Um, so then I I signed up for it. I was like, oh, why not? You know, and for me, my interest was, uh, you know, I'm in an emerging economy and. You know, I, I I I I want and and this and this and this uh, um, society of ours is faced with a number of challenges, uh, and for these challenges, you know, we need to be innovative in our thinking in terms of how we we solution for those because uh, traditional methods have proven to not be effective. So that was my thinking going into it. 
Uh, and I must say it was a really enriching uh, experience. You know, it's taught by Harvard professors. Um, they use case studies from emerging economies from the likes of India, Mexico. Uh, there was even a, a case study from Brazil. Um, so it basically shows how people have, have taken society's challenges uh, and they've come up with more uh, innovative solutions that you basically help in alleviating the challenges of society. Um, yeah, so I, I found it quite, I found it quite interesting and and quite relevant in our in our case. Like I said, where, where we've got challenges, um, it's 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 not a long course per se. I think it's about it's close to like sixty hours uh, okay. of, of 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 video of video footage. There's also a bit of case studies in between, but it's quite interesting. Um, so I would definitely recommend it to people. I, I believe it's still on on there. Um, so yeah, it's worth it's worth doing if you if you if you're interested in that type of topic. Sixty hours sounds short, but when you when you put it into a full work week and you've got all your other things yes. going on, if you split it over, it actually it can take quite a while from the <laughs> other courses. That yeah, I've yeah, time. yeah. I think I think it took me I don't know between two to three months. I think yeah. in between in, in between everything else that I'm doing, it's about investing that time uh, and biting it. It's uh, bit by bit. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. I didn't realize it was a free course. So, I mean, then for everybody else out there, there's another op yeah. opportunity to get Harvard-level education for free. Yeah, definitely. And so, you, you're also the founder and CEO, CEO of the Growth Switch. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that organization and how it fits into your passion and your journey. Yeah. All right. Uh, certainly. So, um, so one of the things I mentioned earlier is that uh, you know I'm, I'm passionate about having a positive impact in society. Um, uh, particularly for me, I've, I've, I've identified uh, um, uh, young people, you know, as 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 basically members of society uh, that I can assist in terms of uh, development and empowerment. Um, and one of the initiatives that I've, I've, I've started is the Growth Switch, and it basically comes from uh, my experiences and the, and experiences of others, and also the realization that. Um, there are some skills that the, that the formal education system doesn't necessarily teach you. So you will learn a lot of technical skills. So you, you learn accounting, you know the standards, how to apply them, and so on and so forth. You learn uh, law, you know, um, uh, you, you learn to be a doctor and so on and so forth. But there's some soft skills which you need, right? If you're going to launch and sustain a successful career. Um, uh, and, and those are not necessarily taught. You know, some of us have learned them the hard way. You get burned. Uh, then you know, oh, okay, that's how things are done. But but not but but not everyone needs to get burns really to understand how things are done. If they can learn from my experiences, uh, either successes or failures, then that could be beneficial to them. Um, so then I, I I started the growth switch last year Feb, um, and it, it's 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 got three main streams to it. Um, there's the online videos which we publish every two weeks, uh, and the online videos basically cover. Uh, a subset of topics, right? So we have a specific topic that we speak about. Um, our first video for 2021, we spoke about goal setting, like the process to do it, practical steps that you can take to make sure you get what you need out of 2021. Um, so that's a video that someone can watch and that basically starts applying those techniques uh, right now. Um, then the other two streams are both one-on-one -on -one based. So what, may, so, so what basically happens is um, I hold one-on-one -on -one sessions pretty much like this, uh, uh, where, where, where we basically, uh, it's, it's either a mentoring session or a coaching session. The difference between the two is the mentoring tends to be quite unstructured and it's as and when 
someone uh, comes to me and wants guidance and, and advice on a specific matter they may be facing uh, on their journey, then I may share my experiences. I can give advice. I can ask them, do you try this? Do you try that? Um, and then the next time they might meet me, I don't know, it's three months or six months or whenever it is that they feel uh, they need more guidance from me. But the coaching tends to be more structured uh, because they, the soft skills that I spoke about uh, with a specific program where we take you through the program to equip you with those soft skills. So by the end of it, uh, you know, you need to come out and, and basically be proficient in those and be able to apply them uh, in your journey. Yeah, so that's the growth switch here in a nutshell. Uh, in September, that is when we launched the one-on-one -on -one sessions. Um, and we've seen quite a, 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 a big uptake in those. Um, so far, since September, we've assisted, uh, you know, 20, 20 young people on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Um, some of them, you know, come through uh, repeatedly. Uh, and we assist them on their journey, you know, if they look to take the next steps. Yeah, so that's the growth switch. Okay. And, and what's the target market? Is it people just coming out of matric or is it people coming out of university? Maybe in their first going into their first job. What's the main people that you talk to? That? Yeah. So the so so the target group is twofold. Uh, so it's so it's people you know coming just out of metric, um, uh, or people studying at a at a at a, at a higher uh, education institution. It doesn't have to be university. Uh, and then it can be people who have started a job, uh, and they are within the first five years of their job. Because we find that those are the people who find real value uh, in terms of the material that we cover at the growth switch. Okay. And I see, I see recently you were appointed as a board member of, of NISFAC. Yes. How did that role come about? And what is it like being responsible for the lives of so many young people? That is a big job, Wais. Uh, so, so, so there was a call by the Minister of Higher Education uh, I think he gazetted it last year, uh, where he called for nominations or, uh, yeah, he called for nominations to be sent through for people who would consider to be part of the NASFAS board. Um, so, 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 so I was, I was, I was notified by this actually by one of uh, the people I work with in one of my initiatives. They're like, oh, are you aware of this? You know, NASFAS is looking for this and just sharing just in case you might be interested. I know these are the, the type of initiatives that you're passionate about, you know? And I was like, oh yeah, you know? Um, then I applied, you know, I, I sent an application through. And then, um, yeah, lo and behold, in November, the minister announces the board and uh, yeah, and he, and he announces my appointment. It, it's quite it's quite a massive, uh, uh, it's quite a massive job uh, always, you know? Um, NASFAS holds uh, the dreams and hopes of a lot of young people, you know, in this country. Uh, I'm a believer that uh, you know, education remains one of the proven ways of alleviating poverty and inequality in our society, right? Uh, as I sit here before you and, and the audience, I'm an example of that, right? I, I told you my background, uh, my parents never even reached metric. Uh, you know, they had, they, they, they bought a dropout quite early because they, they were, they were amongst the oldest in their, in their, um, in, uh, in, in the family and had to go find employment to help, you know, feed, Feed uh, their siblings. Um, so, and there's a lot of you know people with similar uh, stories in this country, and they and and they rely on on this type of funding to be able to to go to uh, high high education institutions uh, and effectively look towards you know uh, providing you know better livelihoods for for their families. Um, 
so yeah, it's 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 a massive it's a massive role, uh, and there's a huge need in society. You know, it's evidenced by you. I'm sure you'd have seen already. Uh, the minister announced in terms of number of applications that have come through. Right, the more than double what came through last year. You know, so you can see, so you can see the need that's out there. Right, so it's important that uh, NASFAS is an organization that operates and functions, uh, you know, e efficiently and effectively. You know, to make sure that. Uh, uh, you know those 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 poor and working class people who so much need this this funding for the for for the education that they're able to get it. Uh, let's just have a quick. It doesn't look like there aren't many aren't any questions. There's just people that's really happy that you're on the on the chat and thanking you for all the, the information that you provide. Right. So okay, we there, there's not many. There, there aren't any questions, but just in terms of. From your side, is there anything we yeah. haven't covered? Any last few words or anything that you want to discuss with the audience that you're either passionate about or wanted to know yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that I can leave them with, uh, uh, Oasis, you know, uh, uh, it's it's more of a challenge, right? I'm, I'm, I'm challenging them, you know, as they, as they walk their journey, right? And they get assisted in whatever way, right? It can be financial, someone supporting you. It can be mentoring, it can be coaching, someone giving you a job or, you know, whatever it is as you progress and you become empowered think about where you come from and the others who who haven't received the similar uh, uh experiences or support so on and so forth and think about what it is that you can do to effectively assist them on their journey right no matter how small you might think it is trust me you make a difference in people's lives uh, it can be as simple as giving them their time uh, it doesn't have to be monitored all the time. You know, if you have the money, that's fine. That also helps. But even if you don't have the money, that time that you spend with people, listening to them, guiding them, you know, uh, but but you need to define that for yourself and be accountable with it because it's, it's something that you have to commit to doing. So yeah, I would say lift others as you rise. Uh, think what it is that you can do to empower others as you progress in your journey. Society is faced with many challenges if each of us plays a role in alleviating those, uh, I'm pretty sure we can make inroads in terms of solutioning for those. Hundred percent. Keep keep giving back. Sometimes I even notice, like in my discussions with with, with youngsters, sometimes I don't want to say things because I'm like, it's obvious. Surely they must mm -hmm. know. But now mm -hmm. I've stopped even saying it's obvious because it's not always obvious. Uh, it's only yes. obvious because of, of of my experience. So exactly. thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. And thank you for the time. Mm. A reminder to everyone that the show will be available on YouTube and podcast. If you are watching on YouTube or the podcast and you feel that the video is added value, please don't forget to, sub uh, to subscribe so that you get automatic notified when the next episode comes out. This has been episode four of Rush Week. Four, four, so done for the week. Thank you so much, uh, so, so much for your time, Soro, and thank you everyone for joining us on another episode of Two Ways to Skin Again. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye.